Don't miss The Marvels in theaters on November 10th and see where the Marvel stories all began when you watch Captain Marvel, WandaVision, and Miss Marvel only on Disney+. Plus. Plan starting at $7.99. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm. Fem. It's our last episode! It's our last episode! Oh my Fido! god! It's our last episode! And we're so excited. <laughs> Don't worry, fam. It's not our last episode ever. Um, it is our oh last episode god. for right now because we are working on sync. If you're a new listener and you haven't heard, this is our first feature film. It's a psychological thriller sci-fi and it is very exciting, but it's also very time-consuming and brain energy-consuming. So we're taking a little break from the podcast so that we can concentrate on that. But if you guys, again, are newer listeners, we have a full catalog of old episodes for you guys to listen <laughs> yeah. to. I promise you there is so much good content in there. So go back, listen to some old episodes. If you're not a new listener, um, re-listen to some episodes. We have some favorites if you need some suggestions. But yeah, we, we have be, lots of content yeah. for you, so don't worry. And we're coming back, <laughs> I promise you, I just don't know when, because we got to work on this film first. And life, you know, we're going to be honest with you, life gets in the way, and that's okay. Because like we tell you guys all the time, you can do it all, but you have to learn balance. You have to prioritize. So that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't have a life to prioritize it's just the film and work and so as Tessa was saying it's it's just we want to um be wise about what we're putting our energy towards and this podcast like has been just our favorite thing uh, to do out of you know love to continue to connect to grow our community and to honestly keep learning um Toward, like it's it's brought us so much wealth of knowledge and prep for our feature film yeah but it's like one of those things where you know we we only want to keep putting out the best content mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of time and energy for both of us so we're like okay we're gonna have our little break right and it's like we're so happy but then it's like I know I, I know I'm gonna miss like having those chances to connect with such amazing people that we've brought on and guys yeah we'll be back um and we'll keep doing maybe we'll sprinkle in an episode before we we shoot maybe a little recap just to because our mission from the start has always been to really be honest about our journey into the filmmaking landscape and um that's really important to us but another great way to really get exclusive behind the scenes content of how the whole process and and get really micro with it is through our patreon so what we do with the patreon is um like last month i believe we had a casting breakdown process Mm -hmm. where tessa walked our our community through the backstage auditioning platform and kind of how we were running those auditions and today we're going to get into on this podcast episode into the pre-production um process that we have already experienced to this point whether you know it is location scouting um shot listing onboarding crew and cast members Mm -hmm. that whole process but in our patreon for example we're also going to do another video walkthrough of our shot list and how we're using Celtics to do it. So I just, for it's Tessa, I think you can join. You can as join for as, as little as $5 a month. I mean, actually as little as $8 a month, but you're not going to get a lot of exclusive content that way. <laughs> $5 yeah. will get you these exclusive videos and more amounts will get you other great stuff like merch or special things that we create. Like we've done some cool PDFs for people and like, yeah. there's a lot of really cool content that we share with our Patreon family. So it's just another way to help support us and to get a deeper dive into our process and the process of filmmaking. And also, guys, if you're like, oh, I can't afford to subscribe monthly, don't worry. Follow us on social media. We're super active on Instagram. You can keep up with us that way at Femregard and at Sync the Movie. 
And we're always posting things there. And we are doing some IG lives. And as a matter of fact, we're going to host one right after we record this. So by the time this episode's out, that will also already be out. But keep an eye out for more of them because that's a great way for us to connect with people when we're not actively doing the podcast. So keep an eye on that. And that's a great way to keep up with us while we're taking this little break. And our newsletter, not to mention that we um, put out once a month as well as the Patreon. So those we will be monthly pushing out still. And our newsletter really does give you exclusive updates too. We kind of post things that are going on first um, there. And it's just not just a, you know, a whole paragraph on us. It's, yeah. It's really like events that are going on in LA or here's a discount for this. Um, and so we, we, or, you know, check out this filmmaker's work. Like your guys are going to love it uh, yeah. because we, we just like to keep it concise and just a way again to keep up with us, but also like things for you. So if you haven't already, head over to our website, um, femregard.com, and you will uh, should see a little pop-up button. But if not, there's definitely a subscribe to our newsletter tab. So yeah. just just scroll through. You'll find it. But yes, as Tessa mentioned, all these are all the ways to stay in touch with us. We're not we're not falling off the face of the planet yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, guys, real talk. It is it's been so it's been hard. It's been really hard, but in a good way. Like we've had a lot, a lot of progress and things to be, we're, we're excited. We're in a really good place, but yeah, it's been hard. Like just real talk, you know, having, we both have full-time jobs and like managing opposite schedules. But like, for me, I'm literally like working on, you know, getting up at 6 30 AM, trying to hit the gym. If I can, if I'm not freaking dead and then like you go to the work then you have your zoom lunch meeting where Tess and I are having like an onboarding uh, meeting with someone and then after work rush home head to another zoom for either you know it's been either a podcast or we have another like onboarding or interview or callback and that's been like every day so then I'm like done by like 9 30 and can eat dinner or like nine <laughs> have yeah. dinner and then like then catch up on emails because we still have some emails and then like pray and go to bed and hopefully wake up <laughs> the next day so it's it's just we try to keep it real like yeah it's been a grind um Tessa I mean throw your two cents in but it's it's definitely been a grind and that's why we're like trying to put a little less on our plate um because it's only gonna get busier too and (laughs) and it's I'm lucky that my work's been a little slow this month that I can actually have the brain space as Tessa was saying like the brain space to even process some of these challenging pieces that we're putting together Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, like a thing that we preach on this podcast all the time is you can do it all. You know, you have to be a multi-hyphenate and you have to create your own content and figuring out how to do that is the first step, right? You're like, how do I even put these pieces together? And then figuring out how to fit that into your life is the second step. And you just really have to prioritize and prepare. That's, I think, the biggest thing that... The PMP. Yeah. We prioritize (laughs) and we prepare. (laughs) Exactly. Because the more prepared you are, the more like development and pre-production stuff that you can get out of the way in the beginning, the smoother the whole process is going to be for you. And... I mean, we have been preparing for quite some time and it's still exhausting. Like it's a lot of work, but again, prioritizing, make a fucking to-do list guys. Like make, (laughs) we have our whole like priority to-do list of like what's urgent, what's can be later, what's bottom of the list. Like organize your to-do list so you can organize your life because it's a lot and having that organization and having that preparation is definitely going to get you through and you're going to be so happy when you finish it. Like it's going to be such a celebration. Like I am so proud of everything we've accomplished even thus far. But when we finish this movie, like we're going to fucking celebrate. It's going to be a party because I am going to be so proud of us. Like everything that we've put into this and the end product, it's so worth it. I promise you guys in the end, it is absolutely worth it. I'm gonna cry (laughs) that was so beautiful that's (laughs) it's like those things you have to remind yourself like I I just was 
having kind of a rough week this past week, just overwhelmed. Like things again are going and they're going great and things are happening, but it can feel so overwhelming where you're like, am I like actually insane? Like, am I actually crazy for like doing Girl, all this? I think everybody in the industry is a little bit crazy. We would not be pursuing this if we weren't. Artists are crazy. Y'all, I think you can agree. And uh, I was talking to Sushi, our producer, um, for saying the other night and she brought up a saying that they have in their household and is and it is you can you can do everything you can have everything but you can't have it all at once Mm. and I was like "Mm, okay okay and that's where it's like you know that's why you have to delegate tasks and roles that's why we've started to really start to build out our team because um, I'm a control freak if you guys haven't heard that on the show enough like that's why I love I felt I, I felt directing was a natural progression for me to like go into and like I love getting to the nitty-gritty um well we're gonna get into this whole process a bit more but like things like even the shot list like I'm like oh I'm, I'm gonna do it and everyone on my team's like Caroline, you know like the DP does that like it's fine like they will they will do that I'm like yeah but they need to see my vision first and I gotta <laughs> give them this whole beautiful itemized thing which I will and I'm doing but I don't have to like I can I will have them really do it. You know, there's things like that where it's like find the ways to delegate or you will go insane. And I I really like love that. Um, And then the second thing I'm trying to remember was uh, we were just talking about um, what were you, you, what were you just saying? (laughs) What was I just saying? I don't remember (laughs) Oh my God, no. I was another good thing. I just wanted to circle back to that point because it really. and. um, Oh, just, just if you, oh, being just nuts. (laughs) Just being fucking nuts. (laughs) That's all. Um, Just wanted to circle to that point. um, Talking to then my lovely partner. And this again, why you need people in your corner because it does feel like lonely and scary and the weight of it is all on you. Um, so if you guys are feeling that way, like I, we get it, yeah. <laughs> we feel that pressure. And, and, um, I know I'm crazy and I know I want to do all these things, but when it gets like really like tough and you're just exhausted, like I always like my anxiety creeps up more when I'm just like not feeling well. And I know that, and I have to tell myself like, okay, well maybe you should just like not work right now. Cause you're mm-hmm. just going to keep spiraling. And that's a little bit of advice. Like if you feel like I already know I'm like at a low point because of exhaustion and just like not feeling well, then my meetings are going to just be more stress and taxing on me. And it's better like I sign off <laughs> yeah. for the night, you know, and Tess and I have a really good conversation. We both tell each other when, oh, you know, I just need to like I'm going to this event like I'm going to be, you know, with some friends. Cool. Go do that. <laughs> like, let's let you do that because that's when I feel like I spiral more when I have like these tough, tough moments. And, and my partner was just telling me, he's like, no, you're doing something really brave. Like most people don't get to do this. And like what you and Tess have done so far is just incredible. Like you guys are going to keep going. And it's so nice to have like someone in your corner say that when you're like, am I doing (laughs) And am I like, I always feel behind. Like that's my anxiety, I guess. It's like, I always feel 10 steps behind and I probably am in like my world of thinking, but it's, that's why you have people in your corner telling you, no, 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 you're, you're good. Like that's part of what I was talking with sushi. I'm like, I just am really nervous about this and this because I just feel behind all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's just tough. I think when you are doing you know you have a schedule outside of your project to manage that it's easy to feel that way so again build building I guess we should talk about building our team Tessa first it's kind of what this is like leaning towards and kind of what we've been doing this past month well I think we should start there and like kind of how we've been slowly building our team and onboarding people like we have a whole process and I think it's a a good one I feel like it's it's helped us really know this is a person we can actually work with and then this is a person where um you know we find something out we're like all right we got to pivot like maybe not the best fit even though like we've been 
thinking we were going to work with them all along. So we're going to we're going to give you some tea right now on on that. Yeah, and <clears throat> I mean with any movie, there are certain positions you absolutely need to have, right? Like you have to have a director. That is key. <laughs> you have to have a DP. Somebody's got to operate the camera. You have to have, you know, things like sound and there's certain positions that have to be filled. And there's other positions that can make your life easier if you can fill, but can't always afford it. You know, so we have learned like, what can we afford? <laughs> first of all, at a micro budget. Second of all, what's going to make the best product for us and what is going to make it the most efficient? For instance, um, we have a script supervisor, which I remember like back when we were still writing sync and like weren't even barely in development really yet. A lot of friends that were that um, operate on like more professional, like higher budget sets, I should say, not, not more professional. That's not fair to say higher budgets. Uh, there you go. <laughs> um, edit yourself, edit yes. yourself. <laughs> but they had all recommended getting a script supervisor. And I was like, you know, all of these small sets that I've worked on never have a script supervisor. Like that's just always seems like a position that people just can't afford. It's an extra thing, whatever. We got lucky enough to have someone volunteer to come on because they wanted that experience. They're learning how to be a script supervisor. And that's just like, it's going to make our lives so much easier because that's just one more person to be there to check the continuity, to be there to tell you what page of the script we're on, to be there to <laughs> tell you if we've got these shots. Like all those extra things, just checking in, making everything way more efficient because we're on a super tight schedule, again, because of budget. So like, the more efficient we can be, the better. And that's just one example of many. That was an easy example to make a reference to, but like... You need to learn what team is going to suit you best and what's going to make the process the smoothest and the easiest for you because there's always going to be a wrench thrown in. It's filming. Mm -hmm. Like there's always going to be something that goes wrong or goes crazy or goes late or whatever. <laughs> so the more prepared you are, the more, you know, the more your team is built up that can support you, the better, the smoother it's going to go. And the better the product's going to be at the end because you you know you're going to get those shots. You know you're going to get all the things you need. And nobody's going to be stressed out and freaking out on set. <laughs> <laughs> well, a great way if you don't know 100%, and that's how we started. We didn't know 100% of all the people we needed. We knew in our budget what was like the best case scenario. But when you bring on someone um, like your DP, who is such an integral tech, integral key team member, mm -hmm. you ask them. Mm -hmm. um, so when we were like onboarding DPs, we're like asking them, hey, what team, what, what capacity do you work with? Who are the people you must have work on your team? And it was interesting. We get different answers. Yeah. And that's how you start to learn. All right. Um, because it was important for us to have a small team to be flexible and move fast. But in order to move fast, sometimes you might need an extra one or two people too. So I think um, those conversations, uh, if you don't, you're not quite sure yet, you should absolutely ask. So from Marvel Studios, we can't do this alone. We need Captain Marvel. I got this. On November 10th. You took everything from me and now I'm returning the favor. That's not good news. An Avenger returns. She's targeting every planet we call home. And a new team assembles. We have to stop her together. Higher, further, faster. The Marvels in theaters November 10th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Um, To talk a little bit more about the onboarding, what Tess and I would do when we'd have, let's continue with the DP as an example. Um, You know, we'd find people that we'd want to work with and you know, if they responded well, and we were always up front with kind of our budget and, and kind of the scope of the project. So they had an awareness and we felt like, okay, we're, we're in agreement so far, we would do an onboarding meeting. And in that meeting, we would, you know, catch first catch up the crew member team potential member with, you know, where our schedules at when we think filming dates are like anything we can really just give them to have an idea and see for availability. So mm -hmm. we'd first check availability and then um, go over rate. And then the last thing was really getting into what their role was covering and what they what they foresaw as 
we need maybe extra time for this, or I'm going to need this piece of equipment. And these are the people that I tend to lean on. And this could actually, you know, went over too with our AD. There's, there's different people that they feel like they need to rely on. And mm -hmm. it's important to hear who those people are so we can check, all right, do they have that support on set? Yeah. And, and that was something too, we'd always tell them too, here's who we already have confirmed and they're going to be covering that kind of support for you. So it's a great way to like kind of gauge like who those people are and, and also kind of hear about how they like to work and operate. Um, so that's really important because we, we wanted to, there's an energy that I'm looking for to have on the set. And, um, it's <laughs> it, to be frank, it's something to match mine. Like I'm a very, like when I hop on set, I'm like, let's go everyone. I'm a cheerleader. I'm like hyped and I'm freaking tired guys. Like I'm always like exhausted, but I will show up, put that shit aside and ready to champion because we're excited to be here. That's the whole point. So if I'm having people are like, not that energy, it's just going to make set life hard. And I want us to, this is a part that we know is going to be hard, but it's also the best part. Like we're actually here. Yeah. So it was cool to like talk to certain people and immediately like you would hear that energy in their voice and the way they talk about work, the story, all these things. And we're like, yes, you're the person that I just know we'll go that extra mile that yeah. will feel like can lift us all up when we're we're stressed or like how do you handle like a tough situation you know that's a good question like maybe I could have even asked more like what's your but we kind of went into that and you know we always say like we're just if, if there's a something that happens we're we're pretty even keeled like we'll we'll freak out inside but we'll be like all right it's all good we're just gonna pivot yeah. and move on so um, I just, I just blabbed to Tessa, but just kind of like what that onboarding meeting you can cover and things don't have to be finalized just yet. And like, you just take that moment with your team. So like me and Tessa would like kind of sit on afterward and then really like finesse. All right. Like this is kind of what we need to have for sure in contract. And like, maybe we need to revisit this conversation again, just so. You know, you can never communicate enough, guys. Don't yeah. feel like the first you say, thing you say is final. Because it does feel that way sometimes. And also, everybody works differently. So, you know, there's certain things that every position... There's certain expectations every position has, right? Like, there's certain things that you can literally check off a list that that position has to do. But everybody operates differently. Everybody has different energies. Everybody has different expectations beyond that checklist. So mm. communicating is super important because there's some people that are just like, they're just excited to be involved and they're going to go above and beyond. And there's other people that they're like, hey, listen, this is a job for me. I will do my absolute best at the job, but that's it. Like I'm here to do the job. So, you know, figure out what you need, like what your mm. needs are, because maybe you're that kind of person. Maybe you're like, listen, I just want to get this movie made. Let's go. We're here to shoot. Let's go home after. Like, you know, like it's just, <laughs> that's a little weird if that's your own movie, I will say. I, I agree. But, but hey, some people, I'm sure that's it. You know, like some people are just doing it for, for the career. I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Point is, you got to figure out like what kind of energy you need on set and what kind of people you need on set. Are you, do you need people that you can lean on that are going to go above and beyond? Do you need people that are just going to get their job done? So, you know, that is going to happen when you interview these people, when you do the onboarding, you're going to figure that out and don't be afraid to not hire someone because they don't match you in that way. It's okay. Like as much as it's a passion for all of us. It is a job for us as well. We understand, <laughs> you know, I mean, we had an issue where we had to replace a crew key member and it, it wasn't because of who they are. It wasn't because of how they work. It was literally scheduling and they completely understood. So, you know, don't be afraid. It is work as well. Like yeah, people are going to understand. It is a business. It yeah. is like a work. You have to like get into the logistics and like, Sometimes they don't align and everyone can respectfully like agree and move on, <laughs> you know? So I agree. And and just to go back to the energy thing though, or and what you're saying, like, because this is going to be like such a a tight window to shoot and get everything done, 
we want those people who are as excited to go the extra mile because if it is just a job, then maybe you'll be unhappy with like having to help clean up, for instance, like those little things you can like gauge. And I've come on as like a producer or whatever to other sets and I'm taking out the trash. That's an example I give. Like, I'm not here to just do my job. Like I'm here to like really put all hands on deck and like take out the fucking trash if it needs to be taken out. So it's like those things where I I was like, you know what, Tessa, I want people who like, this is, they're so excited to get an opportunity to do a feature. These are hard to come by because they're so hard to make <laughs> in the independent space, yeah. as you guys know. So, I mean, just, yeah, like think about that. But that was definitely um, something we were looking for in an individual because, and that, that goes to show too with um, now looking also, because it's important for us to also cover the post side of things at the same time. You know, we're, we're trying to get, and um, we are looking at editors and VFX people. And same thing, like we're coming across now, we were connected to a bunch of more greener editors. They're not green necessarily in the editing space, but in their like professional careers, they're still considered like assistants and, mm -hmm. and they're working with major companies by any means. But just they're just so passionate to like work on a feature that, you know, for them also like, hey, we're going to do we're finding people who will like literally are just so excited. They want to do X, Y and Z for us. And, you know, it's it's finding those people that they may not be like tens and years experience. And you might not want those people. You want people who maybe are still so good. They're just still building the careers. And here's an opportunity for them to also like be like, yep, I get to work on this feature that I love the story. I love the world. Yeah. Like, let's let's go. <laughs> so that's been really cool, too. We're, we're still like getting through that whole process of things at the same time. It's crazy, guys. But like, it's important for us to like, as we're like, you know, you guys know we're still fundraising our budget. No, like really, like, can we get our post goals like within yeah. this range that we're budgeting for that's kind of another thing too when you're <clears throat> when you're hiring people because you know there are lots of sets for a lot of shorts and such that everybody just works for free because everybody's passionate about it and that's amazing um but we were really passionate about paying our crew and our cast because, you know, it's a feature. It's a lot of work. And we know that we don't like to work for free, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it was very important to us to make sure that we were paying people a fair rate. But that being said, we're at a micro budget. So we knew a lot of the rates weren't going to necessarily be people's normal rates. You know, we were going to ask for some deals. We were going to ask for some discounts. Um, so be very aware of your budget going into hiring people. Because a lot of people will be willing to work with you. I mean, there's literally so many memes in this industry of like, what's your what's your rate? Well, what's your budget? Like, nobody wants to talk numbers until they know <laughs> so they can negotiate. But it's like, just be upfront with it. Like, this is what we can afford. Does that work mm -hmm. for you? And then you can go from there and you can have a conversation. Okay, yes, it does. But like, can you also pay for prep days? Or yes, it does. But can you work with my schedule? Or, you know, like... Most people are going to be willing to negotiate regardless of their level of experience. So be aware of what you are able to spend and be firm with that. And yeah, be confident about in. that. Like there's, there's like sometimes a feeling of shame, like, wow, like, um, cause we, especially for us too, we don't want to ever feel like we're undercutting someone. But I think what we've come up with is like a fair rate mm -hmm. and if you really love us and our project like it's I think a great opportunity for us all to collaborate on like but aside so that's where I'm like lead with some confidence unless you like know like I mean you're like really cutting someone short they'll tell you and yeah. that's okay like you learn that way so don't be afraid if like that's if maybe you didn't even know and like especially we you know we always say it's our first feature film you know it's okay if it's your first feature film maybe you're not quite sure and this is what you budgeted and and people will tell you and you know as long as you're like respectful we'll be like this is what I budgeted for yeah. can this work with you and that's kind of what we did with post because it's post is a little tricky there's a lot of things and people will usually skyrocket that part but we felt like confident that you know Again, finding people maybe who aren't like, this is just 
they are so busy because they're top of their careers. They don't, they get features like every day to like pitch to. So um, we, we're just trying to find another way of finding people because our, our budget is still on the low end, but solid. And, and it's just continue to find people to have conversations and that's how we've, we've like kind of landed where we're at with it. But yeah, I was just gonna, just to go back to that, mm-hmm. just, just, you know, be, be confident with what you think you've yep. done the work. You feel like this is, this is really what you can afford to honestly. Mm-hmm. And then you'll like learn and it's okay. So, and yeah, honestly, like what Tessa like, said, just I, talk money, you'll yeah. learn, <laughs> like just talk money. And I personally think it's better to just be upfront with the money. Like I, Nobody wants to ever talk money. Like I said, it's like it's that back and forth. Nobody wants to put out a number until they hear the other person's and they don't want to start either. Like I have found through this process with us, if we're just up front in the very beginning, like, hey, this is our budget. We tell them we can afford. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a negotiation that goes on from there. Sure. But like if we throw that number out in the very beginning when we're even like, hey, are you interested? Like it's right. gotten so much smoother. We know right yeah. away if this person is even worth having a conversation with, you know, like it personally, I think that's the way to go. I wish that more people just did that. Like this is our budget or this is my normal rate. Let's go from there, you know, cause negotiations is going to happen, but let's throw out a number to start with. Yeah. 1000%. No, Tessa, I think that uh, listeners, that would be our advice. You put your number out there first. Don't wait. Yeah. Don't like ask because especially if you know, like, you're, you're kind of going with a micro budget here. They're not going to be, it's not going to be their probably normal day rate, right? It never is. Yeah. <laughs> like when, if it's like a micro budget. Um, but that can be worked out later on in, in various ways. So you throw your number out first and you can take it from there. And for us, nine times out of ten, it hasn't been an issue. Like yeah. everyone's like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. This is this is an awesome project. Love it. Let's do it. And we're like, amazing. Or like I said, like maybe we had to throw in some prep days of like, fine, like awesome. We can we'll work that out. Just yeah. building that. So I think um, um, that's that's I would say that's the advice we would give. And da, 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 to switch it over to some location scouting things. Um, oh, I think I wanted to get into that a little bit because that's been also something we've been working out um, mm-hmm. the past month and a half. And we have some great resources, fam. Um, I really loved using gigster.com. I would say that's probably my favorite place that I was looking. And I mean, there's peer space as well. Mm-hmm. But I think I found most like affordable and like lot lot more I would say spots. Um, if you're looking for more like these apartments and like not necessarily studio spaces, I think a lot of studio spaces are like great on peer space. But you know we're looking for a residential apartment setting yeah. for sync. So. I think Gigster was my favorite, I would have to say. And pro tip, guys, find your space on Gigster and go look at it in person because not all the pictures always do it justice. And go talk to the the person in person or on the phone because a lot of people are willing to, like, I I don't even know if I should legally say this, but a lot of people are willing to take their business off of Gigster as well, like negotiate with you person to person to get a better deal for you because in the end, it's money in their pocket, right? So they want to make it work for you as well. Um, So just like make sure you're taking that time to A, go see it in person and B, talk to that person, person to person. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of what we, we did. We found some spots and then one of our like top locations, I went and saw it in person, and um, and just a little backstory too. We were looking at you know a downtown LA setting for Sync, and we had found like two to three amazing downtown LA apartments that like one really blew me away, and that one both of them didn't end up working out, and it's because the owners would not 
A, allow us to location scout beforehand. Um, the one that I was like so blown away by, he was just like, the pictures are accurate. Why do you need to see it in person? Which, by the way, yeah. guys, is bullshit. Do not stand for that. Because do not. I, I personally thought it was bullshit. And then I asked professional friends who have been doing this like on a much higher level for years. And they were like, yeah, that's not okay. That's not the norm. So don't stand for that, guys. You are allowed to location scout. And yes, we all have to understand they want to make money, right? So it might be tough to book, but like if you're flexible with schedule, like, hey, can I hit you up, you know, this week to check if you're free on the weekend or whatever? Like it's, they should absolutely let you see the space and they should not charge you for it either. Yeah. So that was going to be my, my second note was the second guy was said that we had to pay like a full six hour day rate, which was thousands of dollars in order to location scout. So that's also bullshit. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, they should just, yeah, just know that these are businesses and they, I re I realized the pattern was some of them weren't able to like, let me book it in advance but honestly the the few that were so kind and hospitable they were they were chill about that they were like yeah like this day works just like we'll confirm you know the day before for a dress yeah. and it was easy peasy so um long story short we're not yeah we're currently not looking at shooting in downtown LA before which I laugh because honestly I hate shooting in downtown <laughs> LA <laughs> and um and yeah, we're just not going to buy a house without seeing it first. Yeah. So that's just been my favorite thing to say. I'm like, no, like it's just not happening. So we're, I'm excited to like maybe now pivot the script into a valley setting where it's like ironic that the, the character thinks she's, you know, going to a cool spot in LA and you know, every person who's not from LA, they just think you're like five minutes away from the beach and there's like the cool setting. You're like, no girl, it's a whole West side you know, highway, Santa Monica highway situation for you to get anywhere. Um, so I just thought, you know what, there'd be some more humor built into this uh, scenario that the character ends up in the valley. And we've talked about that. So just always be open to pivoting yeah. <laughs> is kind of that. And sometimes it just works out. Like, I don't know. I'm just more excited, honestly, to not shoot downtown, even though it's like cool and futuristic. Um, but we're going to just... M- make it its own other thing right and so we yeah look we're, we have some spots now out in more in the valley and yeah this one girl who I connected it with she was just so kind like you can that's what happens when you meet those these people in person you can really tell are they going to be the type to charge for every little piece of dust that you leave behind are they going to be I was able to ask for us it was important kind very important that we could at least leave our equipment there overnight. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the question I got to ask up front. And just like where the parking was, like all these things that are kind of, you get more clarity on. So always yeah. guys, like have a checklist. For us, it was leaving things overnight, um, being able to shoot day tonight, um, where the parking situation is available and trying to think of like I mean we had several that were with our there was like so so many specific details to our script but I think those are like the three like main things like are are there you get a sense to are there neighbors that are going to be an issue like hi friends I'm David Berman and for 16 years I performed over 300 fake autopsies on CSI crime scene investigation. And I'm John Wellner, and I too was on CSI for 12 years playing the toxicologist Henry Andrews. John and I are so excited to introduce CS I Love You, a podcast dedicated to all things CSI, both the show, but more importantly, we'll talk to the heroic criminalists behind America's favorite crime drama. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about murder, mayhem, and mystery. It's CS I Love You. Well, that's a that's the thing about going to see it in person. It's like you can only you can see from pictures what it looks like, right? But when you're in person, you see, oh, the lighting is this. Oh, the sound is this. You know, it's super loud because there's neighbors upstairs or whatever. Like these are things that you're not going to get from a picture on a listing. You know, and even if you call the the owner, like they're not going to tell you all those little things cuz they're a business. Again, like no matter how cool they are, they're a business, right? 
And another thing to be aware of too is a good resource but you have to be careful with is Airbnb because a lot of Airbnbs do not allow filming and a lot of them have little cam cameras around. So they will know if you are secretly filming. Um, but you know, some Airbnb owners are also filmmakers. So if you are upfront and you ask them from the very beginning, Hey, we're going to be shooting this. Don't worry. There's no fake blood or, you know, whatever, like have, have all of your needs out on the table have their needs in mind and then you can work it out because some of them are going to be super cool and that's a great situation because you just have that booked for you know your week or whatever and you can leave equipment for example um so it is a great resource but be aware of that that a lot of them do not allow filming and you cannot get away with it so <laughs> yeah yes. i've heard some horror <laughs> stories that like that you get in a really bad legal bind and that's the last thing you want after you filmed everything there <laughs> So definitely be aware of that. And um, and like for us, we're learning too, they're just like permit zones in LA, like between Malibu and Santa Monica, especially where they're just like so strict in those neighborhoods. So even like if you were to film in a house there, like the neighbors might be like calling it, calling the popo on you and being like, mm -hmm. where's the, where's the permit? Because they're just, they don't want that. They're like anti-filmmakers, unfortunately. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, just like, you just got to be aware, especially yeah. in this, in this city. So any LA locals just know that was another thing that I was like, okay, like if we, cause we were considering again for more of the cityscape, like a Santa Monica area. And, and it was just interesting to kind of see too, like neighbors are like really picky in certain neighborhoods and there are permit zones, but we're trying not to get a permit because indie hashtag indie filmmakers. Um, and like, I was like, no, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> just make sure your asses are covered, <laughs> you know, know what the rules are because we are huge advocates of guerrilla filmmaking, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, which if you're not aware what that really means is kind of just going in and winging it. Um, but know what the rules are, you know, because sometimes it's worth spending the extra money to get that permit. If you're planning to shoot all day on, you know, some sidewalk in downtown LA or whatever, like you're going to need a permit. If you're yeah. shooting one quick little thing, you can squeeze it in. Nobody will notice. It's fine. But just, yeah, like be aware of that. Don't yeah, be stupid Yeah, if you're there with it. your whole sound crew, giant yeah. camera rig, running around the streets, like uh, that's not guerrilla filmmaking. Like you're yeah. gonna, like that's a very like, we see. And the more you know, the safer you Taking can be. Taking up the whole sidewalk. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I mean, for instance, we found out one time when we were shooting something that like, it's okay, quote unquote, to have a camera. But when you have a tripod, that makes it official. That's when you need a permit. Yeah. So like, just what I be aware of these things, you know, be prepared because again, it's like, oh, if the tripod's the only thing that matters, all right, get a camera guy that's steady and we're putting it on your shoulder, you know? So know what the rules are so you can know how to break them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indie filmmaking. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that kind of covers the mm -hmm. two areas that we are focusing on. I mean, we're also now hosting callbacks for our, our actor, our remaining acting positions, roles. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> Everything's the same uh, to me. I'm like, you're hired. But no, I, I'm just so grateful. Shout out to anyone who auditioned for us. Um, I really, and I'm going to especially thank Sushi and Tessa for leading the casting side of things. Um, I was blown away by um, the ones that they were able to send my way at the very end. And like, I am so excited to connect with these gals um and yeah i just it get this is the part uh, from the director side that it's so nice to like kind of start to see your work come alive like that and be like oh my god i wrote this too and it's so good <laughs> what oh my gosh it like literally as a you know writing it too it just it's so awesome to hear the words finally and be like yeah yeah that's ex oh making me laugh i hope you all feel the same way but that's been a treat. That's um probably the other highlights that you're like, okay, I can keep going. Like, this doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't suck. It's going to be fine. <laughs> the closer you get, the realer it gets and the more exciting it gets. Yeah. 
So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to kind of mention on, on like, I on feel like that kind of wraps up. I mean, you know, listen, yeah. pre-production is so many things, right? Like we so could go into things. literal yeah. hours if you want to talk shot list and breakdown. Like there's so many steps to it, but I think that kind of covers the major, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the major oh, processes. Yeah, speaking of shot lists. So to kind of wrap this up, and if you are interested in joining our Patreon, like to kind of further like see the video companion to this episode, essentially, um, with the shot list, and this is kind of what we're trying to do to, this is what we're trying to do to get organized is um, I'm going to do like this preliminary shot list so that way when I hand it over to our DP, he's going to then get a sense of really the vi- the feel, the vibe, the angles that I'm playing with, the, the movement. Mm-hmm. And basically, I'm I'm just not I'm so I'm not doing every single shot, y'all. I'm doing what I think are really specific in the scene and specific shots that I really feel like I want to have or creatively have like I'll, I'll even write wish list in some of them and I'm going to go into more of these details on our patreon with you know visual video of of the shot list itself um but yeah I'm, I'm not doing a full breakdown so then essentially our, our dp is then going to do that breakdown and then what happens is that shot list then goes to our ad who's now looked at our script, who's going to look at the shot list and then help us get organized with a line schedule mm-hmm. of of what's what our day-to-day is. So that's kind of what's next for us. And um, we probably will talk about scheduling more on our Patreon in, in the coming of months since we're pausing the, the podcast for now. But that's just an idea of like kind of where our next set of processes are and how they like fall how one needs the other to get the job done. And that's part of this whole producing process for us is in this pre-production space. It's like, it's these pieces that become like a mind. It like, it's it's a lot of It's a puzzle because it's so much like, this depends on this, but we have to schedule this first, but we need to know this to schedule that. Like it is, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is a puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) But we're, we're, you know, as we continue to grow and and do these kind of behind the scenes, we're, we're hoping we can like help you guys figure that out as well. And what we've learned, like, okay, this, we're making it harder on ourselves by doing, you know, X, Y, Z. So I think this is like what we're doing first. And I'm not no longer thinking I have to do the whole shot list myself. Like, no, like I'll, I'll hand that in. And some people we've heard on the show say like the shot list, there's other way, other ways to kind of break down the script visually too. So I'm, we're playing with it. Um, and we'll get back to you guys, but yeah, if you are already part of the Patreon movie, go ahead and check out the video companion episode to this. And if you haven't, um, and if you're interested in joining, you can find us on www.patreon.com slash femregard and $5, the $5 minimum will literally get you like all of these like video BTS. Um, we just want to keep it really affordable, but it does every, every dollar helps it the really, Femme It really does. You guys, yeah. like every time I see our Patreon money come in every month, they're like, Oh my God, Carolina, we got paid. Yeah, <laughs> We don't even get paid. We take nothing out of this. It all no, goes, it goes into our production run. budget. So we yeah. just, yeah, we very, very much appreciate you guys with that because it's tough. You know, this is a tough industry. You are putting so, so much of your own money into this this career, no matter what you're doing in it, whether you're an actor, you're a writer, director, doesn't matter. Like, you're putting so much of your time and your money and your energy into it, and you're not necessarily getting much back, at least exactly. financially. So, <laughs> thank you guys. <laughs> not we at very first. much appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and we know that through your help, like, we are going to continue to grow. And, and like I said, it literally goes into running this this podcast and whatever remaining goes towards our film. Like, this, it's literally, that's what that Patreon money really does helps us so, so much do. Um, and so... Guys, I am going to miss you. Tessa's going to miss you. We're going to miss you. But we're here. We're here on social media. Like, DM us. Email us. Again, (laughs) sign up for the newsletter. Join us on Patreon. Like, we are here. We're not going anywhere. 
We will miss you on the pod, but you can always reach out to us. And by the way, again, we're going to restart the pod at some point. So like if you do have any suggestions for guests, I know one of our dear friends uh, always sends us so many (laughs) recommendations. Uh, Several of our dear friends actually send us so many recommendations. It's awesome. So yeah, if you want to be on the pod or you know somebody that should be on the pod, hit us up because we're always keeping a list. So... No, we we really appreciate all the amazing referrals. Like I like we're we're just so blessed. We've gotten so many amazing guests to connect with and now friends with a lot of them. So you guys are our friends. You're our family. We're here. DM us. Um if you don't DM me personally, just know you're probably going to get an audio reply because I can't it's easier for me to like say my two cents back. Um so a lot of word vomit back, but that's I I always try to take the second I have to respond to people because um, I do get DMs asking about, oh, I have a podcast interview coming up. How do I do this? Or Caroline, I'm trying to break into like get more like I'm a director. I want to do more films. How do I connect with producers? Like I do get those DMs and I do answer. So it might take like a day or two <laughs> but because I, I also try to um, not I'm, we're here, we're on social media, but if we do take a day or two, it's just because, like, I also need, like, time away from my phone to, to focus yeah. and, and do the work. So just know, like, be patient, but we do always respond um, because it is very important. Also, if you send us a message on Facebook, you might get an auto response, I just learned recently. Uh, don't what? worry, we'll give you an actual response later. That's weird. <laughs> um, it will be checked. It just isn't checked every day. I'll be honest with you guys, Instagram is where we are the most. So, yeah, yeah Instagram. If you message us on Facebook or Twitter or something, like, it, we will get around to checking it. We will respond. It just might not be as soon. So if you get an auto-response, don't worry. We'll get back to you eventually. <laughs> but, like, damn us on February. Girl. <laughs> Woo! Um, I don't know. I think that's it. I'm just, if you guys are working on stuff, keep pushing. We know it's a lot. And um, share it with us. Here. We share love it. to share all of you guys' stuff. So please, like... If you have something yeah. you're really excited about, like, maybe we can jump on an IG Live with you like we're about to do later today. So, yeah. Hit us up. Share your shit. <laughs> we're share proud of you. Share your shit. We're so proud of you, fam. We love you. Oh, my gosh. I just, like, don't even want to let go. But I'm going to let go. I'm going to let we go. We got to let go. Let we go. got shit to go. do. Ready? Goodbye, One, guys. <laughs> two, three. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the FemFam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.